Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Seth and Sean Sports Radio here on Blog Talk Radio Backsportspage.com. Before we start the show today, we'd like to send uh, our well wishes to all those that are dealing with the coronavirus. And I say that because we're going to talk a lot about the virus today, and we're going to talk a lot about it in relation to sporting events and going outside. And we're, it's not lost upon us that there are people suffering and there are people that are dying from this horrible disease. So while we may talk about it in a different, in a different realm, while we might talk about it with relation to what's being canceled and whether it should be canceled or not, please do not take that as, as we are taking this virus lightly and if, if the president will call it a pandemic, I will, that this, that this pandemic is ongoing, it is very serious. You should take all precautions that you feel is, are necessary uh, in coordination with health officials and whatnot. But we're going to talk about it in relation to sports for the next hour, but it's not lost, that, it's not lost upon us how serious this actually is. In fact, I can't find any toilet paper anywhere. But <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Like I said, Carly ordered a 48-pack a couple of days last week. I think we're good through the I'm, end of the year. I'm not surprised, but there is a guy in Australia that ordered 12 years of toilet paper. No joke. Like, well, it's his whole living room is toilet paper. And... My friends who are in Australia, my, my company has an office in Australia, so I sent it to them. And their response was, we can't find toilet paper anywhere. I'm like, huh. <laughs> well, when we, when we went camping when we were kids, we were told to use the leaves. It is, it is winter most places, but there are a couple of leaves on the ground. But, I mean, that's rather disgusting, but it doesn't matter. We will talk about the cancellations of, say, the Ivy League tournament, which is, has already been canceled, uh, the possibility of cancellations basically everywhere, or playing to stadiums that will not be filled with Sean, any pitcher. Sean, I have to jump off for two minutes. Okay. That will not be filled with any patrons whatsoever. Um, the NBA has already talked about not uh, – about playing without people. Um, I know that the Italian leagues, soccer are already playing without people. Uh, We have a couple of pretty big events coming up, being the NCAA tournament, um, being played perhaps without, and when I say without people, I don't mean robots. I mean, there won't be any fans in the stands. 
And that would be, it would be disappointing. And I say that again, this is a terrible disease. This is not something I wish upon anybody. And it's disappointing in the fact that the sporting event will not go on as planned. Not necessarily that it's not something that has to happen, because it does. You have to take precautions. I I will tell you right now, I have taken none. (laughs) Point blank. I have taken no precautions. I have not canceled any trips. Um, I have not booked any additional trips, but I have not canceled any. Um, But I am not in that classification of I have children, uh, young children, and I do, and I have uh, informed my mother to stay inside as the older person in our family. So without that, I'm Did not one of the age group. No, I just said I, I hope that she stays inside. Um, there is one thing, though. Look, I'm not taking my trip to Australia because my boss said, point blank, I can't live with you being quarantined for 14 days. So I was like, <laughs> well, Pat. I said, well, Pat, thank you very much for caring about my, my, uh, my health that I might contract this virus, you're more concerned that I'm going to be quarantined and not get work done. (laughs) But thus is the life I live. (laughs) Anyway, well, we'll get back to all this about corona uh, later on the show. This past weekend, so so there was a lot that went on this past weekend. Um, uh, Baseball spring training games really started in earnest the NBA and NHL are going forward with their playoff pushes. The Islanders are coming down the, uh, a ramp that I believe is going uphill rather than downhill, which is ridiculous. And I wake up on Sunday. It was Sunday. I wake up on Sunday, and I see on pro basketball talk that the Brooklyn Nets, Seth team, has fired Kenny Atkinson. And I think my words were, holy shit. They had just beaten the Spurs the night before by 20. They are in sixth place, sixth or seventh in the East, on their way to a playoff spot, if not a run. Because, and they're missing, I don't know, $68 million in salaries because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are not playing. And nor will they. So I don't even know where to go with this because this to me was befuddling. And the only thing that makes sense here is that Kenny Atkinson is going to show up on the New York Knicks bench next year. I really think that's going to happen, actually. I don't, but I do think he'll end up on a bench. Um, my gut is Atlanta, um, where, to be honest, there's a lot more young talent and better ownership. Um, and, you know, the GM there is an ex-Golden State guy who kind of falls under that, uh, or ex-Golden State, I believe, or ex-Antonio, I forget which, who kind of falls somewhere in that tree. Um, I'm exasperated. I, I mean, look, there's only one reason that this could have happened. Now, is Atkinson the best X's and O coach in basketball? No. Has he done a phenomenal job of, of development? Yes. I mean, did anyone really care 
Spencer Dinwiddie or Joe Harris two years ago? No. Now, what I think the thought process is, my assumption, just like everyone else's, is that Kyrie and Kevin probably decided they weren't the coach for them. And a team that was so enjoyable to watch last year, you know, this was this was the fear that you had. You know, the, the whole idea is to talk about the culture, the culture, the culture of Brooklyn. Well, nothing personified, the, you know, the culture of Brooklyn more than Kenny Atkinson, who came in when they were, you know, recovering from that trade, which will live in infamy, and built the team to, the, to a solid playoff team last year. I mean, I look out there, I was talking with Ryan Berger about it. We called on the shows several times, last time about uh, right on the Kobe show, who is really, really, really knowledgeable on, on the NBA. And I said, what am I missing? And he goes, nothing. He goes, it's a joke. You know, this is, I mean, who are you going to, are you going to bring in Ty Lue? Pretty much. To me, what, what did Ty Luth, Yeah, they won a title because Ty Luth just said, LeBron, do what you want. You're going to bring in Mark Jackson? No, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see what's better out there. You know, I mean, look, the far-fetched rumor is that Popovich, they're going to make a run at Popovich. Well, you can make a run at Popovich, God bless you. You know, nobody really knows. And look, I've read the articles. You know, Atkinson kind of said that he wasn't getting through his voice. It, you know, it kind of sounds like almost a Buck Showalter kind of thing. You build with them, and then once you hit the building point, is over. They don't want to listen to you anymore. I am, look, I, as I said, he's, he was not, he's not the X and the O's guy of other coaches, but he did a wonderful job. And I, I really am disappointed that he didn't get the opportunity to see what this team could do with the talent that's not there right now. Well, I think there's a couple of things going on here. Number one, can we officially say that Kyrie Irving is now a coach killer? Well, I mean, look at the coaches he's had. How many of them, has has he played for anyone more than two years? No, that's all I'm saying. Can we officially say that Kyrie Irving is now a coach killer? I know what it seems like. I mean, look, I'm not in the locker and room. If you're, but... And I'll tell you even more. If you're a, New York, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, I know, Seth, I know you were not on board with the Kyrie signing. I get it. No. I know you were. I know you were. But I know you were on board with the Kyrie signing if it got you Kevin Durant, which you did. Yes. Which also yes. then, which then also begot DeAndre Jordan, right? I mean, A begot C, which became D. Uh, a became B, which became C. Right. Let me ask you this. Right now, let's assume that the Nets never win a title with this group. Okay? I, I Look, I know it's, it's, it's an assumption. I'm, I'm making it. They don't win a title yeah. with this group. Was it worth it? Probably not. 
Um, because look, the whole the, the goal is always to win a title. So if you don't win a title with the talent that you brought in, then you haven't reached. Then the goal is not reached. Now the whole point is that you know is that the Clippers and Nets built this the right way. It had good front offices and good coaches and developed some players, you know, and, and with the Clippers, Montrez Harrell, uh, Shade Gilgis Alexander, who obviously got traded for Paul George. Um, you know, if either, either of these teams wins, it's not worth it. Now, I guess the only thing you look at is it's built credibility back to a franchise which literally which lost. And, you know, for now, at least temporarily, they are the franchise of they are the NBA franchise of the New York area. Because the Knicks are Knicks. Um but look, I think as I said I said this a year ago, you had to take the shot. Do I, do I think they particularly wanted DeAndre Jordan? No. They have a younger, more, you know, younger, better, more athletic, cheaper center than Jared Allen. You know, Kyrie, is Kyrie a huge increase? Is Kyrie a better pet player than D'Angelo Russell? Yes. Was afraid of how this would kind of screw up the, the dynamic of the team? Yes. But if you have a chance to get a Kevin Durant and you're a quote-unquote second-tier franchise, how do you not make the deal? And I don't know. I, I have a really difficult question to answer. I also think, I, I think we yeah. need to see how the next two years play out, even if they don't win a title. Do they make it, do they well, make it to the finals? Do they lose in the second round? And, you know, does, are they unable to beat Giannis? You know, where does it go from here? Right, but I'm okay, so where I take this from or I'm looking at if the Clippers don't win the title, okay, they have reestablished themselves as a top flight franchise with what they've done. In my opinion. Okay, they've established themselves as one as an elite franchise. Not reestablished because they pretty much never were. They have now established themselves. They have a great ownership with Steve Ballmer. They're now going to open up a new arena. They have done basic, they have followed the plan of the Golden State Warriors. That is, this is what I say. They followed the plan of the Golden State Warriors? You got a new owner. You, you put in a good general manager, who happens to be Lawrence Frank. You hire a good coach. You get a little lucky. Look, with Shea Alexander, who was a 13th pick in the draft, you didn't think a 13th pick in the draft could probably get you Paul George, but it did, right? I mean, most 13th picks in the draft. How many draft picks? Oh, no, they gave up a sizable amount of draft picks. I'm not saying that. But Oklahoma City doesn't make that trade without Shea Shea Alexander. They they said that. So he's the linchpin. The draft picks are 
if you're the Clippers, those draft picks are probably in the high twenties, right? I mean, they're not they're not fair, lottery. Fair, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Okay. So you get a little bit of luck. You get a good general manager. You get a good owner. You have a good coach, and you flow it down. So the so the, and now you're building a new arena, which is exactly what the the Warriors have done. So you're building this along the Warriors' plan. And let's say they don't win. Let's say the Clippers get knocked out by the Lakers two out of the next three years. They still establish themselves as a top-flight franchise with what they've done. Yes. The Nets have not. And this whole thing with Kenny Atkinson just reaffirms that. You could have waited 25 more games. Nothing was changing. That's what got me. It wasn't so much that he got canned, that he got let go, that they mutually agreed to depart, which never happened. It's that that Durant wasn't playing. Kyrie wasn't playing for the rest of the year. So this is the same team that Kenny Atkinson, this is, no, that happened before no. he was fired. It's not the same team. No? Though. No. Well, you, it's DeAndre of, Jordan and everybody from last year. No, it's not. Torian Prince is in. He has not been very good, but he was getting an absurd amount of playing time. Dilo was in Minnesota now. You know, he was the Correct. heart of that team last year. Um, the team was not playing. I dis- look. I understand the thought process, and I pretty much disagree. And I feel sorry. I agree with you. I I don't understand why the firing took place now. Um, Jacques Vaughn is not keeping the job, so I, I I'm not really sure where they're going with this. But the one thing I do go back to is Sean Marks has done a sensational job as a GM for the Nets. There have been, there's been some luck, but there have been very few real missteps in the last couple of years. And while they may not have built themselves up to, to a top-tier franchise, they do have enough credibility to have brought in Irving and brought in Durant, which no one re- – other than me, no one really anticipated thought they were going to do. Sorry, it was a discussion point several months before, where the Nets just made the most sense. You know, they've completely reju- they've completely rebuilt from the trade, which just always goes down as the trade. And are they a top tier franchise? No. Are they going to be a top tier franchise if they win? I don't know. But I agree that this that this play this play, unless Atkinson really did say my voice isn't being heard, it's time for it's time to leave, which is what he has said. You know, but I mean, as we said, who the hell knows? This is not what I would think a top tier franchise would do. You know, even yeah. a guy like yeah. Luke Walton with the Lakers, who have, who have been awful for the last 10 years, Luke Walton got the coach out. I believe he got the coach out the season, correct? 
He did. He was dead man walking. Yeah. Yeah. He was dead man walking the whole, pretty much the whole year. He was dead man walking. I, so, yeah, I think that's, Seth, I just think that's the thing. This is a, you're right. Sean Marks has not made too many errors, right? I mean, the whole way. And this just looks like I took a step forward. I took a step backwards. I took two steps forward getting Kyrie and and Durant to play, and this just looks like crap. It looks like it looks like something the Knicks would do. It looks like something the <laughs> Bulls would do. No, 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 I say that because the Knicks and the Bulls are dysfunctional. And it looks like something dysfunctional teams such as the Knicks and Bulls would do. Not something yeah. that the that the franchise elite I mean, look, Mark Jackson got to play out the whole year, and everybody thought he had lost that team. So, I, I, yeah. And as far as guys that are coming in, this is what I've heard. And you tell me if, if you want any of these guys. Jason Kidd no. making a return. No. Okay. Devin Ham, which would be his first coaching job. No. Like, is this a is this a rookie coaching job? I don't think so. No, it's not. Right. So, you're looking at the the retreads. You're looking at the Van Gundys. I can't see either one of them meshing very well with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> no, I think you're going to get the quote unquote player coach who's going to say you just do what you want, and that's it. Like, that's my assumption. Well, Which is not something that particularly excites me. How many of those guys have won? Ty Lue. Because he had the best player ever. I know we're going to go back and forth with Jordan and LeBron. Let's say Whatever. one of the he's top, got top five. He's got top three to five guy ever. Whatever. Right. Five. Right. Um, and, not com- and not coming off an injury, right? And not coming off an yeah. Achilles injury. There's yeah, I, I, I just, I just don't see how this makes them better short term. I certainly don't know how this makes the franchise better long term. And that's what get, that, that's why I said what I did Sunday morning and texted you right away because I just couldn't believe that you would do this with twenty five games to go. It, it just didn't make any sense to me, especially since Kyrie's not playing, like. If he's the coach killer, he's not playing anyway. And the only change that they made the in the only next game was DeAndre Jordan started. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is they knew they were going to make the playoffs. They knew they weren't going anywhere in the playoffs. They know they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. You know, maybe they'll win a game, but they can't beat any of these top four teams. Um. Maybe they just also kind of said, "Look, you're gonna you're out at the end of the year anyway, and you know there's been nothing that stated anything to the point where Atkinson had an adversarial relationship or a negative relationship with either ownership or management. Maybe they just said, "Look, there's going to be five or six open jobs, and 
if you're coaching us in the playoffs, you may not get the chance to, inter- to interview for any of them. Now, now, we'll never know if that's the truth or not. And under normal circumstances, I wouldn't think so. But this team without Kyrie is not winning the East, obviously. So there's a practicality. This is a gap year, for lack of a better term. It just happens to be a gap year where, they, where they're going to make the playoffs. But they will be, yep. you know, they'll be 4-1. You know, four, four they'll be out. And, you yeah, know, so, so I guess that's the only there, thing I can think of. Now, there was a and rumor. And that's true, we'll never know why. Whether, there was a rumor, or there was an, an idea, and I don't remember where I saw this, was that manage, so if the Nets win this, if the Nets make the playoffs this year, then they give up their first-round pick. If yes. they don't make the playoffs this year, they keep their first round pick. And right now they are six games above Washington staying for in the, the eighth spot. They're six for the eighth spot. And management wanted Atkinson to drop games, and Atkinson wanted no part of that. Now, when you're six games up, I'm not sure there's any way you're dropping six games. You're – I mean, how many games you got left? There are 82 games in a year. 20. You got, hold on. So they played 50, 63. So they got 19 games left. Dropping, <laughs> dropping six with 18 when the other team is the Wizards is not going to be very easy. Um, but no. that was that was an idea that was shuttled around the internet was that Atkinson wanted to lose games and management wanted their first round pick. Atkinson wanted to win games. Sorry. Yes. Atkinson wanted to win games and management wanted their first round pick because next year it is next year. If the, the Nets don't make the playoffs, it's an utter disaster. Yeah. So, I, don't, I don't think that, that's that, remotely – with Durant back, I don't think that's feasible. But, yeah, I get it. Um, but, anyway, it's, you know, it's a disappointing exclamation to point to what's really been a very – as a Nets fan, with kind of the, the final actual – the final uh, dagger is we have YouTube TV, as do you. And, yes, was taken yeah. off of YouTube TV two days ago. <laughs> so I can't yep. watch the games anyway. Well, you'll be able to watch the playoffs in a couple of weeks if there are pl- if if there are playoffs. But let let me ask you one more thing. Well, first of all, I don't believe that he will wind up in Atlanta. I think Lloyd Pierce is going to keep this job. So I don't I don't think he's going. He's going to be in Atlanta. I don't think Popovich is going to be in Brooklyn either. I think that that's ridiculous. Um, I think he will wind up either with the Knicks. You can certainly see Kenny Atkinson with the Knicks. Lon Lon Rose, the new the new beta uh, complete present. What's that? It's a Leon Rose. Leon Rose, the beta complete president, general manager, whatever you want to call him, 
is a CAA guy. Atkinson yep. is a CAA guy. I can see that working out. Or I can see him in Chicago where they have a lot of young talent and they just can't put any say, of that together. There's a lot more talent in Chicago than there is in New York. I mean, that covered Agreed. Dude, that covered is bare. Agreed. The difference is, and there is a difference, is that from what I understand, the management structure in Chicago is, is going to stay while Leon Rose is going to pick his management structure. Now, granted, there's James Dolan overseeing everything, but John Paxton and Michael Reisdorf are going to stay in Chicago no matter what. So it's your boss is already hired, so and your boss may not want you. So just just a thought. So I but I definitely don't think he's going to wind up anywhere near Atlanta. I, I don't think Lloyd Pierce is going anywhere. Um, Steve Clifford in Orlando um, had a couple of heart problems last week. So I could see maybe Atkinson winding up in Orlando. Orlando just seems like they're on perpetual rebuild. So yeah, I mean that's spot. kind of a nowhere. It's kind of a nowhere job. I'd rather I'd rather be be lower and have upside. Orlando just is there. But remember, there are only thirty jobs, right? Yep. There are only. There are only thirty jobs. No. So I wish him where, wherever he goes. I wish him, I really hope he does. I really hope he does end up somewhere this year, next year, though. As I said, I think Me he too. did an excellent job. I hope he winds up in the garden. Because I, you know, it's funny, Seth. You say that the cupboard is bare. I don't think the cupboard's so bare. I think the players are just way too young. Like your draft. We're not going to go into a huge dissection of Nick Talent. We could do that around the, the draft. But remember, your last three, your your best three players are no more than 19 years old. Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, oh, and R.J. Barrett. Kevin Knox has been horrendous. Right, and my I don't think Seth, my point. My point is, they are all 19 years old. They 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 just graduated high school. I mean, right? I, I'm, I'm not three best players. They are the three best players. No, Julius Randle is still their best player. Oh, I he was just that. one of oh, five okay. power forwards. Let Let's play the Let's say there are three building blocks. Okay, the three guys oh, that are in it for the long term are those three guys. Julius Randle is not a building block for this team. No. No, he's not. No. No. So, okay. So, I hope that Atkinson does wind up there. That would be nice. But we'll get into that in a little bit. All right. So, we have conference tournament play starting this week. Kind of. Somewhat. Hopefully, there'll be fans there. (laughs) Because the, the Ivy have already have already stated they're not holding any any conference play, uh, having that the Harvard has sent home all their students. By the way, how would you feel if you were a senior in college 
and you were told today, by the way, the rest of your senior year will be done online. <laughs> I would be miserable beyond belief. But it's happening, right? Yeah. It's happening. It I mean, this is the it world is. we live in. It is. And, and like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're joking about it, but it's really no joke. I mean, at the end of the day. So, so Seth, I'm going I'm to tell you some – go ahead. No, I mean, I, th- I don't think it's a joke, but I do think there are differing views of the potential of the virus. Um, my wife is, you know, I'm, to me, I, I'm living my everyday life with no real change. You know, my, my wife bought 48 rolls of toilet paper and <laughs> is going permanently remote work-wise and teaching-wise after today. She, today's her last day in the city um, into, for the near future. I am... Um, I'll be going in after March 15th on a weekly basis going forward for for meetings because I have this is my job um, and I have no compunction about it. So you know it's I'm not sure what to make out of it simply because I'm not convinced. I, I don't under no circumstances do I think it's a Democratic hoax or anything stupid like that. But sometimes, and look, I'm also someone who ha- who suffered, got sick from one of these things, you know, as, as you may remember, my good old swine flu H1N1 virus days. Um, but I'm not ready to call this, you know, I understand the, the, the reticence that goes with all this, and I understand the, the fear that goes with this, but I'm just not ready to call this a pandemic yet. Just not. Okay, fair enough. May end up beat one. I don't know. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a conference. You tell me the tournament winner. Okay. Okay. Uh, Atlantic Ten. Is anybody but Dayton in this one? Um. No, Dayton's gonna win it. Dayton, look, Dayton wants the number one seed. So if you want the number one seed, then. You know that's the choice, and you kind of have to. Then they have to win the tournament. I don't think. Look, you know they've had an amazing year, led by the probable player of the year in, in Tiffin. But um, I don't think they're the kind of university that's that's going to get a one seed without winning the conference tournament. Fair enough. Okay, ACC. I think it's going to be Duke. Um, I think Duke has struggled down the stretch. I think that's pretty obvious. I think Florida State always scares me, both in a good way and a bad way. And I think Florida. I, I think it'll be Duke. Okay, I'm I'm going to pick Louisville in this conference. By the way. UNC went off today as a 750 to one shot of winning the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I will great. tell you, if I was in Vegas, I would put 20 bucks down. 
because I would – so I watched them against Syracuse, and granted, it's Syracuse. I get it. But it's the first game that they were completely healthy with everybody. And, Seth, I'm telling you, they were hitting shots that you heard the net each time. You didn't hear anything else. You heard the net. And, yes, it would take a minor miracle. But I'd put 20 bucks down for 750 to 1. I yeah, just want to confirm one thing, though. I want to confirm one thing, though, right? They, they yep. beat Syracuse, right? Okay, just making sure of that. Thank you. Yes, they did. Yep. And they'd have to win four games in four days to even make the tournament to begin with because they are 6-14 and 14 in conference. So, yes. That's not good. Thank, thank you. Wow. Genius over here. Okay. Uh, the Big 12. So, Kansas goes in as the one seed. Baylor goes in at the two seed. Uh, any chance for a West Virginia or a Texas upset? Or are we looking at KU and Not Baylor Texas. in the finals? Oh, no, I, I think I can see. I can see. Baylor's lost three out of four, I think. Um, I can see. I can see West Virginia making the run, making the run. Um, look, it's K. There's no reason to think it's not KU. But I would put KU over 20, West Virginia, not over Baylor. Twenty-eight and three, fifteen and one away. They've won only sixteen in a row. Yeah, I'll take Kansas as well. Uh, let's go to the Big East. To the Big East, Creighton, Villanova, Seton Hall, Butler. The cream of the crop. I'm going to take Seton Hall to win this tournament. So am I. And I'll tell you, that may be the best conference tournament of all of them. Um, the Big Ten will be fantastic, but the Big Ten just beats the crap out of each other. That's going to be a great tournament. I like Seton Hall. I, I think, you know, they're finally healthy with the big center. I think they're really good. I like Seton Hall over Nova. Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to point out that I said that first. So i I'd just like to point that out. But, the, yeah, they got yeah. Gill back. Yeah, well, every once in a while I pick something. Marcus Powell averaging 21 points a game. So you like the Hall over who? Nova. Over Nova. I'll take them. Um, I don't know what the bracket looks like, so I can't really go into that. Okay. I can't either. Uh, let's okay. go. Uh, we're not going to pick that conference. Let's go to the Big Ten. They're next. So, one, two, three, four, five, six ranked teams. Definitely 10 making the NCAA, maybe an 11. Who's coming out of this shit show? Nobody has a clue. Um, I've got to say, the, look, the best team is Michigan. Team playing the best is Michigan State. Wisconsin is playing well. I just don't think they have the talent. Again, they've won. They lost their second best player. They've won nine in a row, ten in a row, eight in a row. So, in a row. I mean, yeah. Look, seven teams can win this. The three that tied for the Big Ten: Wisconsin, Maryland, Michigan State. Ohio State can win this. Penn State can win this. I don't think Illinois or Iowa can. I think they're they're, they're just. I think Iowa's a one man team. I would not want to play Rutgers. I would not want to play Michigan. It's a. I'll go with Michigan State over Ohio State, 
again, not knowing the con- not knowing the uh, breakdown off the top of my head. Penn State would scare the crap out of me. That is, this is a stacked, stacked conference. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Who out of this conference? So every year you get players, I'll, I'll reference Johnny Flynn, because Johnny Flynn made a ton of money in the Big East tournament 10 years ago. Most of that was in a six-overtime game against Connecticut. But he made a ton. He, was, he made first-round pick based on one tournament, one, one Big East tournament. Tyler Enos did it the year after. Is there a player that we're not really looking at in the Big Ten tournament that's going to come out of this and either say, okay, that guy's going to get drafted and drafted a lot higher, or we have to look at this guy a lot closer? Is there a guy that we generally are sleeping on that is going to come out? Then you cannot pick a Maryland player. I'm not going to pick a Maryland guy. I'm going to go to Iowa, actually. There's a guy at Wieskamp. I, I forget his name, if it's John or Joe. I think it's Joe. And, you know, he's, he's number two there behind – he's the number two player behind Garza. He's just a three-point demon. And they're – I think they'll be. T- I think, I think he may. You may also hear the guy, the the guard from Illinois. I'm trying to remember the name, because um, they have a big seven foot center who's a stud. But they have a guard Dosu, Dosumu, Dosumu, who's just fantastic. I think that's. I think so, one of those two players will probably be the breakout guy. So Wieskamp shoots 43 percent from three. So you were spot on there. And Dosumu is actually their leading scorer with 16 points a game and four rebounds. Yeah, but everyone, um, people talk about the center more than Dosumu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cockburn, who's, who's the second leading scorer at 13. Okay. So if I'm picking the, uh, the Big Ten, I'm going to take Michigan State to win it because I picked them to win the national championship first uh, earlier in the year, so I'll keep going. And I have them breaking your hearts and beating Maryland in the finals. Although I'm not really I sure that would be breaking two, I think You can't. It's a, it's, first of all, it's a 2-3 game. You can't. Oh, that's um, Yeah, Wisconsin's the one seed. Somehow Wisconsin got the one seed. Oh. So, all right, then they beat Wisconsin. Fine. There you go. Okay. They beat Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, Conference USA. Um, no ranked teams. Uh, University of Te- North Texas is actually the one seed at fourteen and four. Seriously? Um, yeah. Louisiana Tech is the two. Western Kentucky is the three. Charlotte is the four, and Marshall is the five. I have absolutely no opinion on this. <laughs> I was thinking you might say that. All right. I'm moving on to uh, bigger and better. Let's go to the – nope, not that one. Let's go to the Mountain West. So Mountain West, San Diego State, the sixth seed. I don't think they win this. I think Nevada wins the tournament. Uh, Dude, I hate to tell you, the conference tournament's over. Ah, really? Yeah. They lost to Utah State in the final. Oh, that's why the games aren't there. 
Okay, well, so much for me not knowing that. So who won it? Who won the tournament? Utah State, 59-56. Well, I would have been wrong wrong anyway. Okay, let's go to the Pac-12. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I don't talk too much college basketball, because realistically, (laughs) I don't know that much. Look, I'm the first one to admit this is not my sport. But um, I don't know why it's not your sport, though. But I like it even – you know, I followed it a lot more before the realignment. I followed it a lot more when the Big East was the Big East. And I think moving to the ACC with 16 teams and losing the rivalries that I had really made me not want to watch it as much. I really liked facing UConn. I really liked facing Georgia, uh, Georgetown. I really, and not to say that we don't, but I loved facing, facing Villanova. Like, I like the old-time rivalries. Maybe we just haven't gotten those yet. Are you talking to me about this? I am. Of all you people, asked me, don't you why think I understand? Hold on. No, but you said I don't know why you don't know more, and I was answering the question. That's why. Okay. I just don't follow it like I did back 10 years ago when these were my teams. And to see Syracuse playing Florida State doesn't, doesn't do it for me, but if I saw Syracuse playing Villanova, I would have been on the couch every single time. Seeing them play Georgia Tech, other than the fact that I get to go to the game, doesn't bring anything to me. But if I see them facing UConn, I'm like, UConn, you suck. Like, the cheer comes back. So that's probably the reason I don't follow it as much. Plain and simple. I don't watch every game anymore, and I used to do that. Okay. You don't watch every Let's go to the past. Or just every game in general. No, I used to watch every Syracuse game. I do not do that anymore. Nope. Do not. I probably have watched 60 to 70% of Syracuse games this year. That have, been, that have definitely been in conference. I, 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 do not, I do not say that I watched them play Colgate the first game of the year. Um, no, okay, Pac-12. Pac-12, and I looked at there are games being played today, so I didn't miss the schedule. I didn't miss the tournament. Um, no. Yeah. Oregon, 13 and five. UCLA, 12 and six. USC, 11 and seven. And one of the most miserably offensive games was played the other day between USC and UCLA. Did you did you yeah. see any of that? Luckily, no. I mean, uh, I was I was watching another game. Um, okay, but no, I, so I, I did not have score, the pleasure. Final score: fifty-four to fifty-two. That's not a halftime score. That's a final score. The final the final points were scored on a game-winning three-point. So, out of the fifty-four points, three or just under 6% of the points for the team were scored with one second left. 6%. 
Anyway, disgusting game. I, I have Oregon running away with this because I can't see any of the team playing offense in this after watching that after watching that game. <laughs> well, I hope Oregon. Runs Although I away like Arizona, it. I like Arizona making making it to the finals. So I'll pick Arizona versus Oregon. I'm going to have the ten seed make it. I'm going to have Washington, who went to Arizona and beat the living crap out of them on Saturday night. Because I look at this conference, and this this is the conference like every year. You know, should they get in three? Should they get in four? Should they get in five? What's the difference? None of them are going to win a game anyway, other than Oregon. How many times have we seen Arizona State in that first in that in that first four game? It feels like every year. They should call it the Bobby Hurley International Invitational. The Bobby Hurley International Tournament, the first four. I mean. USC, their best player, their center, you know, I haven't watched. UCLA, I mean, Cronin's a good coach, but they have no talent there. They were like 3-9, and and then they went to the Pac-10 and won 12 games. I I, I don't see anyone making a run. Oregon's the best team, but I don't think they're anything particularly special. Um, I'll say Oregon. I'll say Oregon over Washington. Okay, (laughs) Oregon over. Wow. Okay, the one seed over the twelve seed. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, I would think the twelve. I think the twelve seed would actually play the one seed before then, wouldn't they? If Are they, they is, Washington, is Washington? Is Washington the twelve? Yeah, they're the last seed. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, then it may be a little bit more difficult. No. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, moving on to the SEC, we got two more, two or three more conferences left. Uh, Kentucky, the class of this at fifteen and three. Auburn, LSU, both uh, three games back at twelve and six. Um, I'm picking Kentucky until they lose. Yeah, their comeback against Florida was sensational. Absolutely, was mind-boggling. To be honest, I don't think this is a great Kentucky team. But I think after the brilliance you had in the SEC last year, this is a natural turnaround, the natural down, the downswing. Uh, Florida, I think, is dead in the water. I think you're looking at, I think you're looking at Kentucky. Okay, and the final conference that we'll talk about, well, we won't be talking about them because the finals are tonight. Um, Gonzaga <laughs> versus St. Mary's. <laughs> Well, I watched part of the St. Mary's game and then fell asleep at 1 a.m. last night, so I, I guess they, 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 they held on. Um, it's the same thing every year. Every year, Gonzaga plays St. Mary's. Every year, St. Mary's is on the is on the. St. Mary's is like the West version of Syracuse. Every year, they're on the they're on the precipice. Um, shockingly, I'll take Golden. I'll take uh, Gonzaga. Well, the difference between St. Mary's and Syracuse is that Syracuse always has the strength of schedule, but not the wins. And St. Mary's always has the wins and not the strength of schedule. And this year, St. Mary's, they're 26 and 7. I have no clue who they play. So I'm going to go look that up because I'm actually quite interested. Where the heck is it? 
26-7. So they beat BYU. Standings, can I get actually their schedule? All right, so they played Wisconsin and beat Wisconsin. That's a big win. That's a good win. First game, first game of the year. It's a pretty big win. Uh, they beat Utah State, so they have two quadrant mm-hmm. one wins. Two quadrant one wins right there. Um, they so lost B- BYU is a quadrant. Well, okay. I haven't gotten to BYU yet. I haven't gotten to BYU. Okay. So they lost to Dayton, so that's a quadrant one loss, but not a bad loss. Like, I don't know which of these are bad losses. That's the other thing, right? So a lot of it is wins versus quadrant one and quadrant two. They kicked the crap out of Arizona State, although I'm not sure that matters. They beat them by 40. Uh, they beat Nevada, which is a good win. Um, they lost to Pacific. I can't imagine that being a good good loss. And then they beat no, a... BYU. They beat BYU, which has to be at least a quadrant two. Uh, they lost to BYU. They lost to Gonzaga. Uh, twice, and then they beat BYU. So they probably have four quadrant one wins between Wisconsin, what did I say, Wisconsin, BYU. Um, I had one earlier, right? So I had Utah, Utah State. Utah State. Oh, they lost to Winthrop, which is probably not a good loss. But overall, well, Winthrop just win- – Winter have just won. Winter have just won their conference tournament. Oh, well, that's a, I'm sorry. That's a tournament we didn't go over. You couldn't correct me on the fact that I was going to predict who would win. So there we go. But the fact is, I think St. Mary's probably has made the statement if they go 26 and eight and lose tonight to Gonzaga. Look, this year we've talked about it, right? There aren't the dominant teams. I, especially if you only have four ACC or maybe even five ACC teams, there's room for other teams this year. And I think you're going to see a lot more mid-majors than you've seen in the past, just because you don't have dominant conferences outside of your Big Ten. That is true. The ACC is down, the Big 12 is down. Yeah, they're all down. Okay, so we got five minutes left. Would you like to go first or would you like me? Uh, you can go first. Okay. So, are we going to watch games where there are no pl- no fans in the stands? I think I, I actually hypothesized this morning that I think the TV ratings will be better without people in the stands than they would be without people in the, with people in the stands. And I was giving a very interesting look by some of the people at the gym. And they said, you know, that 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 person arena is not going to change the ratings so much that it's going to matter. And my response is, I don't think people are going to care what's going on the court. I think people are going to watch to see if there are any people in the stands. Plain and simple. (laughs) It's something of an anomaly. It's something that you're going to get people just even if they tune in for 10 minutes to watch a stadium that's 80,000 people and completely empty. But you also have, you have a positive in that in which you're not spreading a virus. 
The negative is if teams or coaches take advantage of this, such as baseball. And Ken Rosenthal wrote a piece this morning in which he said, right now, reporters are not in the locker rooms for a medical reason. Makes perfect sense. But what if the teams and the organizations and and Major League Baseball decide, you know what, it's better this way. And then reporters don't get their access back. I will tell you flat out, that would be very detrimental to the public. We rely on reporters to do their jobs. Reporters would have a much harder time doing their jobs, and we would get less information coming out. So my hope is that while this virus, again, we have made light of this. Granted, we have. 100% we've made light of it on this show. It's very serious. It may not be as serious as Carly Kamen's think. Carly Fink Kamen's is making it, but it certainly is a serious, serious virus. So please take it that way. Next week we'll be back with our NCAA preview show. Seth, you're up. Um, yeah, actually, a quick, you know, I guess tip of the cap to Maya Moore, who you may remember, she played at UConn. She was one of the best yep. women's players of all time. Played for about eight to ten years in the WNBA and quit uh, to pursue criminal to pursue uh, actually justice for one of her best friends, who I guess was unlawfully jailed, and she's taken two years off from the WNBA for the most part to fight this. And I believe the 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 person was actually vindicated uh, this past yeah. week. Conviction so, overturned. Yeah, sincere congratulations to her. And, you know, you know, people often talk about this stuff, but the difference between talking it and actually doing something. And, you know, so good for her. I'm surp- I'll tell you, Sean, I'm surprised you did not bring up the CBA. Yeah, I want to see what happens today, next week. I'm, I'm, wait- I'm waiting to see what happens with it before we talk about it, because there, there was a election of a new president in the NFLPA. Yeah, Treader. I, you know, we, t- we talked a lot about the CBA last week. And I really think I want to see next week we're going to talk about NCAA preview. We'll recap what happens because I'm really interested. Next week starts N- NFL free agency as well. The opening salvos, does Tom Brady stay or go? We will talk all about that next week. The week after will be our baseball preview along with some more NCAA, as that will be the last week of March. So for Seth Kamens, this is Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio. We've had a great time, everybody, but most importantly, be safe out there. Please be safe and come back and listen to us next week. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good one.